Today, I'm going to start in on what I call just a little mini series today and next week that has to do with fellowship. I know that we're in the Christmas season, and I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving holiday. Um, But I want to talk just today, possibly next week, uh, from this subject, Better Together, how we are better together. We do things better together. God meant for us to be together. Amen. Uh, you know, it's, it's great. We just celebrated Thanksgiving. It's, it's just a great time when you get together with family and friends and, uh, you know, you kind of eat and laugh and catch up and, um, all of those things. And, uh, you know, you may not even do anything serious. You may just talk about what happened the last year, but it's just the greatest time, uh, sometimes to do that. Uh, and so God created us to be relational. He created us, He created us to fellowship. And I want to say that out of all of the things that we deem important, uh, how many know the Holy Spirit is important? Uh, you know, we can, it's not important, necessary. Uh, you know, we can't be without it. Grace is necessary. Forgiveness is necessary. Doctrine, all right, right teaching I'm talking about, correct teaching from the Bible, it's necessary. It's not just good to have. We have to have that, okay? Out of all of these things, uh, Jesus also deemed fellowship necessary. It's just as necessary as doctrine. It's just as necessary as devotion. It is just as necessary as prayer, all right, as worship. It is just as necessary as all of those things, okay? And, and we're better together. We're better together. First Peter 1.22 in the New King James Version says this, says, since you have been purified, you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Love one another fervently with a pure heart. Watch how the New Living Translation puts that. The New Living Translation puts it this way. It says, you were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. When you obeyed, that means it was reactionary. That means God did something while we were yet sinners, Romans chapter five, while we were yet sinners, he died on the cross for us and we responded to that truth. We obeyed since you obeyed the truth, you were cleansed from your sins. So now you must show sincere love. These words are important. So now. Now that you are saved, now that you are going to heaven, now that you are a Christian, now that you are part of the body of Christ, now that you have been cleansed from your sins, you must, you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all of your heart, with all your heart. Now, this can be summed up in what we call fellowship. Fellowship. What does fellowship mean? Here's my definition of fellowship. Fellowship simply means this. It's the active practice. Notice that I said active. It's the active practice of sharing one's love with a community of believers for a purpose, in order to grow and thrive. You see, we grow and thrive when we share love with each other. It helps us to grow. It doesn't just help you when I share my love with you. It helps me as well. And it doesn't just help me when you share your love with me. It also helps you when you do that. 
All right. God wants us to grow and thrive. And the way we do that is in part by fellowship, by a community of believers coming together. And what do we do? We cry. We laugh. We correct each other. We ask for forgiveness. We talk. We reason together. We argue. We do all of those things. But you know what? At the end of the day, we have the same blood and, and you're not getting away from me and I'm not getting away from you as, as hard as you want to try. And you may do it on this earth, but let, guess what? There's an eternity. <laughs> and so you, you're not getting away. <laughs> All right. You, you're not getting away. We're not getting away from each other. So settle that in your heart and then we can get through all the other things. OK, fellowship together. So I just want to talk about three quick things that have to do with fellowship. OK. And number one is a word that's very common. Uh, love. You know, love is the key. Love is the love is the foundation. Love is the base because the Bible says God is love. All right. That means that if God created the universe, love created the universe. That's how important love is. Love is the key. Now, many of us would have our own definition of love. And if you've been here at this church for any amount of time, you've probably heard uh, my definition. All of us would have maybe a definition. I mean, it, what is love? Is it an action? Is it an emotion? Is it, uh, you know, forgiveness? Is it grace? Is it correction? Uh, is, is it all of those things? I would say it probably is all of those things. It's hard to tangibly define love. But my definition of love would be this, the giving of oneself at the expense of oneself for the benefit of another. The giving of oneself at the expense, that means it costs you something, at the expense of oneself for the benefit of another. Now, that's just one definition of love. That's just one way to look at it. It's so much deeper than that. But when we go back to 1 Peter 1.22 and we look at the last part of that, remember it said love each other deeply with all your heart. It didn't just say show love, just love somebody. We need love. No, love each other deeply with all your heart. Deeply as a verb means to make more affecting. That means that my love should affect you. It means to increase in degree, to go to a depth that is quite a far distance from the surface. Love means and deeply means far down, way down or intense. This is what he's talking about when he says love each other deeply. That means that we don't give up on one another. That means that no matter how upset and how frustrated we get with each other, we don't give up on each other. We don't give up. That's what deeply means. Why? Because Jesus never gave up on you. He never gave up on you. And I don't know where you are. I don't know what type of things you've done in your life, but I could look in the mirror and say, I sure enough would have gave, given up on someone like me. It, you know, it's kind of like how many times, like my mother used to say this, how many times I got to tell you? <laughs> you know, some of y'all remember that, you know. And it's like, God, how many times do I have to tell you the same thing? I don't know, Lord, I don't know. I thought I told you. I, I thought you did, you know. How many times do I have to tell you, but God is so patient. He's so long suffering with us. And if you want to be like Jesus, that's what you have to strive to be. Maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you're not there and that's okay. But that's what God wants us to strive to be. 
to love each other deeply. Why? Because we cannot be true Christians. We cannot love like Jesus and have a surface kind of love. We just can't do it. It's not what he's called us to be. Jesus never had a surface kind of love for you and I, no matter what. His love didn't depend on what we did for him. None of that. He just loves us. Now, you may say, well, there's some risks involved. Here's why I don't love. There's some risks. I mean, I might get offended. You know, it's kind of like I have my heart on my sleeve or I, I show you my love and all of a sudden you offend me. You know, we're still human. We're imperfect. We're in need of compassion and correction. We're in need of adoration. Come on. And, and we're in need of all of those things. And, and so we're still human. You may feel as though you wasted your love. I wasted my love because you didn't appreciate it. I don't need this. I can get this without being in the church. I don't need to be here. But see, it's what you were called to. It, it, your blood, once you, either you're in with Jesus or you're not. And if you're in, you're in with all of us because we're part of the package. We're part of the deal. You know, I'm, I'm part of the package. <laughs> you can't be, you can't have Jesus without me. I know what that sounds like, but I, I'm, it's true. And I can't have Jesus without you. Think about that for a moment. It's true. I, I can't be in with Jesus without you. But there's a reward. His love uh, in Ephesians 5.1. I, I love the message version. It says his love was extravagant. I just love that word. His love was extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from you, but to give everything of himself to you. And then Paul said, love like that. Come on, man. Come on. That's deep stuff right there. His love was extravagant. You know what extravagant means? It means way over the top. It doesn't mean you're a little much. It means that's way, 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 way over the top. That's the extravagant love that God has for you. And that's the kind of love he wants us to have for each other. I love you so much. You experience forgiveness, mercy, and grace. You're part of a community that lifts you up and pushes you to be your best. You're valued, you're affirmed, you're equipped when you love and you fellowship with the community of believers. There was a, a man who came to Jesus over in Matthew 12, and uh, he said, you know, which of the commandments is the most important? Do you remember this? And Jesus answered, and he said, the most important one is this. He said, hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God, all right? But he said, love the Lord your God with all of your, come on, you guys know it's heart, soul, mind, strength. He said, the second one is like it. What's the second one? Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said, there is no commandment greater than these. You telling me that God doesn't put an emphasis on fellowship? He doesn't put an emphasis on community? Of course he does. There's no commandment greater than that. Loving God and loving each other is the highest priority that God has for us. So love is our foundation. 
And then the second thing is we must inspire each other with passion, okay? I'm using these, these active action verb words. We, we must inspire each other with passion. That's number two, all right? We, we've got to encourage one another. You see, First uh, Thessalonians 5.11 put it this way. said, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as you, in fact, are doing. We must love as the foundation, but if we want to have a foundation of love, with that comes action. Encourage one another. Encourage means to inspire with hope, to attempt to persuade or to spur on. Come on, you can do this. The Greek word here, parkaleo, means to urge, to explore, to exhort. It's, it's very active. It's, it's an action word. Come on. And we quickly see that Jesus tells us, Jesus tells us to encourage one another. It's a little bit more than just saying, oh, you'll be okay. Don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. It's a little bit more than that. Well, you might say, well, what is it exactly? Why? I may not know what it is exactly. That's why you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you what that person needs. And it may be more than just, uh, yeah, you'll be okay. I love, last year, well, was it, when did we have our uh, uh, mental health conference? A few months ago. We had, our, we had our mental health conference, thank you. And uh, I love one of the speakers at our mental health conference. Uh, he mentioned that he was um, somewhere, uh, not in America, he was in Europe somewhere. And he was walking by someone, and uh, he kind of said, hey, how you doing? And, you know, kept on walking. And you know how we do. We, we, you know, we would say, hey, how you doing? Good. That, that, to me, that just means hi. And, you know, I keep moving. But he said, he said, how you doing? And the person said, well, you know, this thing happened to me. And, I, and they started to tell him how they were doing. And it's like, well, you asked how I was doing. So now I'm going to tell you how I was doing. Don't ask me how I'm doing if you mean hi. Just say hi, you know. And so in our mind, we have to understand that sometimes it's a little bit more. If you're going to ask somebody how they're doing, then be concerned. And I, I'm, as always, talking, we be concerned with how they're doing. That's what matters. You know, there's so many things that matter to us. I, I, I would be concerned with how you're doing. It's just I got these four other things to do, and I got to make a phone call, and I got to clean up before so-and-so comes over, and, you know, I got to do seven things, but Hi. But the most important thing is, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? That's, it's more than, don't worry about it. You know, God, God's almighty. He can do it. God's saying you can do it. That's why you're there. I work almighty through you. Okay? You're my ambassador. All right? You encourage someone. When you encourage someone, they confide in you. It builds trust. That's what happens. People people actually begin to be able to receive constructive criticism from you when you have to tell them something they don't want to hear. See, if you've encouraged them the whole time, it built trust there. And now they'll receive that from you, okay? Encouraging others encourages you. So we have to inspire each other with some passion. We have to care about them. Remember that. Remember this for next week, okay? For our, for our little dinner that we're going to have next week. Remember this point right here. That, uh, uh, that my job is to make sure that you complete your purpose. And I can't say that I've done a real good job of this, but it doesn't mean I don't know it. I know that my purpose in life is to make sure my wife fulfills her purpose. That's my purpose. If she fulfills her purpose, then I fulfill my purpose. And then everything else is secondary. All the other stuff is secondary. Preaching and pastoring and speaking and doing whatever else it is that I want to do. All right. But if she fulfills her purpose, 
I fulfilled my purpose, okay? That's how we have to look at it. Our job is to make sure others... Remember Ephesians 5.1 from the message? I, God doesn't love you to get something from you, but to give everything of himself to you. Love like that. Love like that. Remember that point for next week. And then lastly, encourage with action. We're just talking about action. I just want to re reiterate that point. All right. Encouragement like love is best when it's expressed. Encouragement is best when it's expressed. Listen to this passage. I don't have it up here, but listen to this passage. You've heard it before from Matthew 25. Jesus said these words. What, what does it mean to put your words into action? All right. What does it mean? Jesus said this in Matthew 25. He said, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger. You took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Well, then the, the righteous, uh, they came to him and they said, Lord, listen, when did we see you a stranger? When did we see you hungry? When did we feed you? When did we see you thirsty and give you drink? Or when did we clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the Bible says the king answered him and says, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Jesus appreciates it when we show encouragement to one another. I mean, what can we do for him? What can we do for God? He has everything. He made everything. And so when we encourage one another, that's what he loves. Because encouragement goes a step beyond compassion. Some people believe that compassion is enough. That if they have compassion for the lost, compassion for the sick and the weak, that they're doing what God has asked them to do. But I'm here to tell you this morning that compassion should move you to do more. Compassion should move you to at least pray for them. And I mean really pray for them. Don't just say, I'm going to pray for you. All right? We're all guilty of that. Maybe not all of us, but I'm among the ones who are guilty of that. Hey, pray for me because, you know, I have a test coming up. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll pray for you. Oh, you, three weeks later, oh, you had that test. That's right. How did you go? Well, I don't know. You would know. Did you pray for me? So it's a little more. You're not just praying for them from afar. You're calling them on the phone. You're going over the house. You're taking their hand. You're lifting them up. You're actively taking practical steps to help them in their situation. When you are encouraging someone, you're extending God's love to them, to them. So fellowship is the word. Well, what does it do? What does it do? Let me finish with this. What does fellowship imply? First of all, fellowship implies a oneness in authentic community. Okay, a oneness and authentic. That's the word, authentic community, having something in common. We have the blood of Jesus in common. We are given the gift of fellowship with God so we can have fellowship and share with one another. Remember, Jesus said a new commandment I give to you, John 13, 34, uh, that you love one another just as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And what gets lost in there sometimes is when he said, just as I have loved you. Think about that. Well, he died on the cross for us. Well, he gave up his life for us. And not just on the cross he gave up his life, he gave up a little bit every day. 
People, you read it all the time when you read the Gospels of how people thronged Jesus and wanted something from him. And he was going this place and somebody interrupted him and he dealt with that person. And people were crying out to him, the blind man. And they, his disciples said, don't worry about that. You can't, you can't worry about everything. And he said, no, but I want to I wanna talk to him. All right? Think about that when he says, uh, even as I have loved you love one another. Think about that. Fellowship implies a purity of heart. That's again, that's that authenticity. Okay. It's all being authentic for us. Fellowship implies relationships are close and intimate, not cold and distant. Relationships are not cold and distant. Fellowship implies a likeness, a nature of interest, a mutual correspondence. We, it, it takes an effort, but we have got, there's plenty of things that we can find that we don't agree on. Whether it's Politics, economics, the Bible. Well, we can find plenty of things in the Bible. We can read the same scripture and have two different views on it and argue about it. And don't, and, and don't be condemned about it because the disciples did it regarding circumcision. Okay? So it, but, but we're to seek God so that he brings us together. Okay? But we have, it takes effort, but we have to find mutual interests, mutual correspondence. We have to find those things that tie us together, and it takes effort. Fellowship implies a likeness. Now, fellowship also implies a partnership. We serve others, and they serve us. Okay? We are partners for life and all of life's affairs. He is the managing partner, but we're partners with each other. And then fellowship implies friendship. Jesus said, you are my friends, a divine friendship, fulfilling, wonderful, and always growing friendship. It's something to be called a friend of God. No longer do I call you servants. You're no longer slaves to sin, and no longer do I call you servants, but I call you friends. If Jesus is friends with us, why can we not be friends with each other? And no, I'm not quoting an old song, why can't we be friends? It was in the Bible first. Why can't we be friends with each other if Jesus said he's friends with us? Amen. And so this is the importance of fellowship. It seems like a simple subject. There's so many other deep things that we could talk about. The end times, eschatology, revelation, and all of that. And Jesus said, look, I'm just trying to get y'all to love one another. I mean, if I, if I can do that, then I can reveal some deep things to you. But can you love each other? Can you love each other?